Thanks for checking out Chemistry Connections on the Hopewell Valley Student Podcasting Network, a proud partner of HVSPN.com, where students come together to publish content to share with the world. The opinions represented within this episode are those of the content creators only. Please enjoy the show. Connections. My name is Victoria Villagran and I'm your host for episode 7 called The Chemistry of Makeup. And today we will be discussing what exactly is going on in our makeup chemically. First, what is makeup? Well, it is cosmetics that are used to enhance or alter someone's appearance, either making someone's nose look smaller or eye shape, or even changing the color of your lips. This includes lipstick, eyeshadow, powders, and creams. They contain water, an emulsifier, preservatives, thickener, emolument, color, fragrance, and pH stabilizers, or buffers, and the water dissolves other ingredients. It helps mix them together, acting as a solvent to dissolve other ingredients and forming emulsions for consistency. Oil and wax help makeup go on smoothly and is often used to help skin stay soft. Many other chemicals go into makeup. Normally an emulsifier is included, a chemical that makes oil and water mix together or keeps unlike substances from separating. Most makeup has preservatives as well. These keep the makeup usable longer, preventing the growth of microorganisms such as bacteria and fungi, which can spoil the product and possibly harm the user. They can be natural or synthetic. Emolumins soften the skin by preventing water loss. They are used in a wide range of lipsticks, lotions, and cosmetics. Thickening agents work to give products an appealing consistency from our four families, lipid thickeners, naturally derived thickeners, mineral thickeners, and synthetic thickeners. Chemicals in both natural and synthetic are added to cosmetics to provide an appealing fragrance. Even unscented products may contain masking fragrances to mask the smell of other chemicals. Fun fact, manufacturers do not have to list these individual fragrant ingredients or chemicals as fragrance is considered a trade secret. Many types of makeup also have a coloring agent. Any makeup with a color containing a coloring agent. These come from minerals, plants, and even animals. This is why some people have certain reactions to different colors of eyeshadow, as they may come from a source that the user is allergic to. So there's some people that get rashes or styes or even pink eye. This brings me to my next topic. Makeup can be harmful. There is a lot of controversy as hundreds of internet sites relating to potentially toxic substances presented in cosmetics and the dangers they pose to the public. These include parabens, aluminum, triclosan, formaldehyde, phylates, and other possible chemicals that could affect someone's skin condition or surface or even lead to other conditions. Now let's go into the chemistry concepts specifically behind lipsticks. Let's talk about the chemical properties of water having a major role in lipstick. Water is used as a solvent in cosmetics and personal care products in which it dissolves many of the ingredients that impart skin benefits, such as conditioning agents and cleansing agents. It allows for the addition for many ingredients in the products and allows for them to be combined uniformly. Water is a polar molecule with partially positive and negative charges. It readily dissolves ions and polar molecules. It is therefore referred to as a solvent a substance capable of dissolving other polar molecules and ionic compounds. 
The charges associated with these molecules form hydrogen bonds with the water surrounding the particle with water molecules. When ionic compounds are added to water, individual ions interact with the polar regions of the water molecules during the dissociation process, disrupting their ionic bonds. Since many biomolecules are either polar or charged, water readily dissolves these hydrophilic compounds. Water is a poor solvent for hydrophobic molecules such as lipids. Nonpolar molecules experience hydrophobic interactions in water. The water changes its hydrogen bonding patterns around the hydrophobic molecules. Like in the picture provided, you can see how negatively charged chloride ions are, is attracted to the positive sides of the water molecules, aka the hydrogen plus ions. Now let's talk about surface tension. Water also forms emulsions in which the oil and water components of the product are combined to form creams and lotions. This is the emulsifier. It reduces the surface tensions between the oil and water, or the hydrophobic and the hydrophilic parts. These are sometimes referred to as oil and water emulsions or water and oil, depending on the ratios of the oil phase and the water phase. Surface tension is a property of the surface of a liquid that it allows to resist an external force. Due to the cohesive nature of its molecules, in other words, the cohesiveness of the oil and the water particles resist on each other's external forces from their surfaces, but the emulsifier breaks this or decreases the amount of force being exerted. Emulsifier molecules work by having a hydrophilic end or a polar end, aka water-loving, and a hydrophobic end or a non-polar end, aka water-hating end, and the hydrophilic end of the emulsifier molecule is attracted to the water, and the hydrophobic end is attracted to the fat or oil. By vigorously mixing the emulsifier with the water and the fat or oil, a stable emulsion can be made. Finally, my personal connection to this topic or to makeup is that it interests me because I hope one day I can create my own line of skincare and makeup products. It is my goal to create a line of products that is inclusive to everyone's needs, that is vegan, cruelty-free, and it has little impact on the environment, being waste-free or just minimal waste as possible. I want to learn more about what goes into making makeup, such as what determines its shelf life, the color in creams, powders, and eyeshadows. In addition, how certain ingredients contribute to the state of matter of creams or how they uniform with no clumps. And if you really think about it, there's chemistry behind everything in makeup, the way a product dries onto someone's skin, the way they have a reaction, or even how bright or pigmented a product is. And even if a product is super pigmented, it could leave a residue onto someone's skin and how that residue could affect someone's skin in the future. This is important because we need to learn what is in the products that we use daily and what we put on our faces. We need to make sure that there are no ingredients that can harm us or our skin, even in children. And that there are certain ingredients that can harm our skin, which I also find interesting that in small portions, it wouldn't harm us. Thank you for listening to this episode of Chemistry Connections. For more Sudoran podcasts and digital content, make sure that you visit www.hvsbn.com. Have a nice day!